Greetings, brothers and sisters. We praise the Lord for his goodness. We praise him for his mercy. God is good all the time. Um, I hope you um, I hope you take time to ponder that. Every time that thought comes to mind, I hope that you uh, don't let it just get away from you, but you take a little bit of time and actually um, think over some of those things um, that are the reasons for why you say God is good. And I, and, um, I just believe that when you do that, it's going to lead to, um, the habit of thinking of even more things that God has done for you, um, which in turn gives you, um, and gives me when I do the same thing, more uh, reasons to praise the Lord. We want to, to praise God for his goodness and the beauty of his holiness, uh, we want to praise God with everything that we can, and we want to praise him as early and as often and as late just throughout the day. And there's no bad time to praise the Lord. I, I haven't found any. Um, and, um, and if you're uh, a servant of the one and only true and living most high God, then chances are you discovered the same thing. There really is no bad time to praise the Lord. God is always worthy, always doing good and great things. Brothers and sisters, we are back. We are back in our lesson on the uh, topic of spiritual correction. This is really kind of a subtopic under the larger theme or umbrella of walking in the spirit. Um, we did in the past do a um, a, a proper study, so to speak, on the topic of walking in the spirit. And so that um, lesson has been recorded and it is um, on the uh, podcast uh, for those of you who um, um, who visit the uh, the podcast and listen to it under the uh, Faith Walkers is what it is. Uh, under is the name of the the podcast and and you pretty much can find it on any on any podcast if you if you search for it you'll find it but there is a lesson when you get there that is entitled um, um, walking in the spirit and it's a series of lessons so if you didn't get a chance to check that out and to follow along with that study then brothers and sisters, by all means, I invite you to do that in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and, um, and, uh, and be blessed by that when you, when you do. It definitely is a good ramp up and um, good preparation for the things that we're talking about now. Brothers and sisters, um, um, as I said before, or a version of this, um, the, the topic of uh, walking in the spirit is very broad, very vast. So there's a lot to cover with that and no way to just cover it all in one session. In fact, this, the lesson that we did in uh, particular on that, um, even that doesn't cover it all. So uh, we are finding ourselves still dealing with that, but now we're dealing with these subtopics that kind of fall under that banner. I say that because these things, if you will take them to heart, if I take them to heart, you will find that they are instrumental in walking in the spirit. They're going to aid you in doing that uh, in a manner that is pleasing to God. So that's what we're doing with this uh, series uh, uh, entitled Spiritual Correction. Now, we've had three lessons so far. Uh, we didn't really think it was going to go that long, but um, the Lord had plans. Um, 
to the contrary. And guess what? His plan is always greater than ours. And when we um, come to speak the word of God and get into it, we, we, you know, we throw our agenda out. Now we're going to come in with, with a game plan. But as soon as God changed that plan, guess what? That plan has changed. And we're not changing it back. We're going to leave it just we're going to go exactly the way God leads us. I believe that that's how you get blessed. That's where you get that true wisdom and that true understanding in the word of God. When you follow God, don't follow men. Don't follow what people are doing and ideology. No, no. And ideologies don't do that. Just follow God. Okay. Now, in our last lesson, we ended on a topic um, where, um, really, uh, we'd probably gotten to about Proverbs chapter three and, um, um, actually not Proverbs chapter three, but I want to give you, um, uh, Proverbs chapter 15. And, um, we're looking at verses nine and 10, and that's kind of where we, um, where we left off in the third lesson, kind of talking in that. I want to pick that thread back up and we're going to go, um, again, as far as we can go, hopefully, Lord willing, we will finish this up, wrap this up. If not, then you know, you know how we do it. We'll just be right back in this with a lesson number five. But this is lesson four in the um, series um, um, spiritual correction. Now, brothers and sisters, we said from the start and with every lesson um, that the spiritual correction is a topic. Uh, that is very much worth your time and my time in studying it and exploring it and making sure that we get a good, solid understanding of it, okay? Because spiritual correction is something that is going to uh, find its presence in our life. Why? Because we are spiritual beings, okay? We who have been um, water baptized, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, born of the spirit, glory to God by the Holy Ghost. Um, and we know that we, and we know that, that the Holy Ghost, who is God almighty, not a different God, that's just God in, in his spirit form, because God is not a man. God is a spirit. Okay. And God is one. There are not multiple gods or anything. However, um, be that as it may, um, we know that we have the Holy Ghost because when we look at Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and other scriptures uh, in the book of Acts or whatnot, and we look at the pouring out of the Holy Ghost, we see that the initial um, uh, evidence that accompanies the gift of the Holy Ghost, okay, or the spirit baptism, baptism has two sides, brothers and sisters, okay, there is only one baptism, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now, there is only one baptism, but the Bible is very specific and very plain. A baptism has two sides. There is the there is a part that you are able to partner in and you are able to participate in. Um, that's the water. Amen. That's the water side. Okay. Then there is the spirit side. Then that's the part that only God can do. Okay. Only no, oh, oh, you, you have to, you cannot, um, you cannot join a church. Okay. Now you can go and put your name on, on a, on a roll sheet and you can, um, be, you can enroll as a member on the outside, but the church, you got to understand is a family that you must be 
born into. And the Bible says, Jesus tells us, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he shall in no wise inherit or enter in to the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So you're not, and, 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 and if you read all of that, he actually will tell you, you're not going to even see it. Glory to God. When he was talking to Nicodemus, he broke it all the way down. You can't, listen, you ain't, you, you, you ain't going to inherit it. You ain't getting in and you ain't going to see it. All of that, all of that, you check it the record, you look it up for yourself. You go find, you go find out that you're going to see those, those, the, those th three things are true. You're not going to inherit it. Okay. So that means heaven ain't going to be what you're looking forward to. You might want to look forward to, but that ain't on that, but listen, but, but that ain't on your itinerary. No, you ain't going there if you ain't doing what, if you're not obeying the word of God. So you're not going to inherit it. Okay. And then you, and you're not going to enter in. So not only is it not, not only is it part of your, is it going to not be part of your future? Okay. You're not going to just walk in there. You're not going to just bogart. You're not going to get there last minute. All of a sudden talking about, I'm going to heaven and you ain't did nothing that God told you to do. Now I'm not trying to teach you a, a, a doctrine of works. No. Okay. Because we're saved by grace through faith. This is very plain, but you are saved by grace through faith for the purpose that you might do the Lord's work. So work is still in there. Okay. Because listen, the Bible is very plain and I'm not going to mince words with it or whatever else it is. Faith without works is still dead. You need to know that. You need to know that faith without works is still dead. Yes, you are saved by grace through faith, but you are saved by grace through faith for the purpose of work. Make sure you understand that because that's a, because that's a three-pronged attack right there. That thing is, you, you, you listen, you can't double it up. You got to triple that thing up. You are born, listen, you are saved by grace through faith for the purpose of works. What works? Spiritual works, heavenly work, the things that please the father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. So you, without that, listen, you're not, so you're not going to inherit it. So that ain't going to be part of your future. If you're not doing what the Bible says and you don't, you're not, you're not born again, the way the Bible says, you're not going to inherit it. You, and you're not going to just simply enter in. No, you're not. You're not just walking into heaven. I am telling you right now, the security on heaven is tighter than anything else you have ever seen. And you're not just going to walk in. Glory to God. And you're not going to even see it. The Bible says, it. Hey, listen, go ahead and, and, and re-familiarize yourself with the dialogue between Jesus and Nicodemus. Okay. In every instance, everywhere it is, go some theorizing, and you're gonna see those three things. You're not inheriting it. You're not gonna. You know, what I'm saying? you're not gonna enter in, and you're not going to see it. Now, oh man, I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling you that don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. That does not have to be your end. That's foolishness. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to do that, but nevertheless, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. And when you are born of the spirit, it's going to be according to the scripture. And you are going to know that God has completed his part, what he said, all that he said he was going to do. Amen. You're going to know that he's done, you know, he's done his, he's, he's, he's done his part or that, 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 that spiritual side of baptism has been completed. Amen. Why? Because you will be able to speak in tongues as the spirit of God gives utterance. And these will not be tongues. Tongues just mean languages. It will not be languages or whatnot that you have ever studied or have ever known. No, you will know it'll be a supernatural act. Okay.
And I know that's hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around that because you can't envision the supernatural. Amen. And you got to understand it's a reason for that because supernatural things are not ordinary things. They are extraordinary. They are extraordinary things. Okay. They are not things. That, <laughs> listen, they're not, they, they, they're not, they're, they're not your everyday happenings or the norm as far as what we, um, the natural man is concerned. No, it's not. It's a spirit. It's a spirit move. It's a move of God. Do, do, I hope you hear what I'm hope you hear. So I know that it's hard for some of you uh, when we talk, you talk about that, because when we say you got to you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost with with that initial evidence of speaking in tongues, you feel like, man, that that man, that, that that's off putting, man, that's too restricting that that counts some people out or whatever else. But see, the reality is, is that, no, it doesn't count anybody out. You're counting yourself out because you are assuming glory to God, but you're assuming that 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 it, it's a thing that cannot be that that you cannot do or or that it does not happen but you have to understand that's a product of that many times when people think that way that's a product of their own faith not being quite in gear the way it needs to be see you got to accept that this thing is by is 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 a is a work of God and it is done by the Spirit. And as long as you keep trying to take speaking in tongues and all that kind of stuff, you keep trying to take that as a natural thing, as something that you can just do. Well, you finna you listen, you're gonna come up short every single time because it is a divine thing, it is a spirit thing. So you're gonna at some point gonna have to disconnect your head from the process of trying to figure this thing out and stop trying to figure this thing out. And simply open your mouth and speak with other tongues as the spirit of God gives utterance. Now, you're not going to have that if you have not first repented of your sins. OK, you got to do that. You can't be walking. into nobody. You, nobody who's walking, who, who is walking contrary to God. OK. And I mean, actively walking contrary to God, no one who has never received the Holy Ghost before, who is actively walking contrary to the word of God and does not turn to God, that person does not speak in tongues. You understand that? That's no, that ain't going no, no, and no. You got to repent of your sins. And then God will get to work. Now, when God get to work, you can check the record. You can look at it for yourself. Okay. But after that repentance, after we get that part, after we get that part right. Okay. The speaking in tongues is either going to come after water baptism or it's going to come before it. But it's going to come and it's going to come of God. Amen. Amen. So um, don't assume that this is restrictive and that this is off-putting and that this is disqualifying simply on the because you can't see yourself ever doing that i can't you can't i can't see myself speaking in tongues man i can listen i can listen i can tell you right now for those of you who are listening to this and maybe this this part is new for you but i can remember when i was that person who I just didn't have a concept of speaking in tongues. All the teaching and everything that I received about it um, all pointed to that it being non-existent. It didn't operate anymore. It's a gift that so-called quote unquote died out with the apostles and all the, just a bunch of nonsense. Just, 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 you know, stupidity on steroids. That's all it was. Just, just on fire. But I remember when I was that person. 
And I wasn't trying to be that person, but I received teaching um, from folks who only understood what they understood and they didn't understand. So what they had was broken and what they gave to me was broken. I'm not mad at them. They gave what all that they had. But praise be to God that the Lord is not limited by the, you know, by our brokenness and by our inability. Praise God. But still, nevertheless, I didn't know and I didn't realize any, I didn't realize, if anything, I was very antagonistic about anyone receiving the Holy Ghost and thought it was a bunch of hooey and nonsense and people just doing or whatever. No, 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 no. Until God got a hold of my heart. Until I, until I, 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 I came to a crossroad where I truly, truly repented. And I mean, bro where I broke myself before the Lord. And I didn't hold anything back. I didn't reserve anything for myself. But I owned my mess. I owned my, my, my listen, I owned up to my foolishness. Through and through, and not just part of it, and not cosmetic, but just between God, me and God. And I owned it for real for the first time. And I broke myself before the Lord became broken before him. And I just repented. And I repented. And I wasn't in a church service when I received the Holy Ghost. No. Because I was at the church or I was at a church service trying to get to the place of repentance. But for whatever reason, I just could never get there. It wasn't until I got into a quiet spot, quiet place at home, laying in my bed, actually. And having a one-on-one -on -one with God. And telling God, I'm sorry. Not for some of it, but for all of it. And for the first time in my life, I truly, 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 truly owned it. Came clean before the Lord with everything, as, as much as I knew. And I've told God that I wanted his gift, whatever he had. I apologize for being antagonistic. I apologize for not, you know, for just having a mindset that spoke against it, even ignorantly, because I didn't understand what was going on. I assumed it, it wasn't something that I could even, that, that I could even have, because I assumed that it wasn't in operation or whatnot. Well, I apologize for all of that. I repented for all of that. And I didn't understand it all at that point, but I said, but God, if you got this, I want it. I don't know how it works. I don't know how to do it, but I want it. And I did that because the scripture tells us that the, that the father will not withhold it. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost from anyone that asks. And for the first time, instead of talking nonsense and ridiculousness about, about the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and all that other kind of stuff and so on and so forth and, or whatever else it is, instead of, talk, instead of being antagonistic, I began to request it, not even understanding, not knowing. And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, or to whoever it is who's listening, no matter where you are, no matter when you are, boy, that Holy Ghost hit me in that bed so hard and oh, and 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 so thoroughly. I I, I listen. You don't you understand? I couldn't even fake speaking in tongues it was like my mouth just didn't even work that way i couldn't envision speaking any I, do you hear what i'm telling you i just couldn't even do it at all it just wasn't in it just seemed like it wasn't in my dna <laughs> i just couldn't do it but when the holy ghost fell that night 
with my one-on-one -on -one between the Lord. And I mean, I broke myself before the Lord. I mean, this, I let the, everything go. Tears, everything. It's not in crying a whole nine yards. <laughs> but I let God have all of it. And my goodness, did he let me have all of it. He poured out the gift of that Holy Ghost and it came rushing through me like, like <laughs> rivers of living water. And all of a sudden, I began to speak. And I began to, my mouth began to move and I began to, 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 to articulate and move words and form words that were just formed. I didn't know what was going on. I did. I, I mean, I knew what was happening at that point because I knew it was different because I was seeking it, but I didn't know how, I didn't know how God was doing that, but, but he, but he was, he was, oh, I'm so glad he was. I'm so glad he was. I don't often get a chance to, to share my testimony, my story, but I'm just giving you a, a little bit with this as we go and talk a little bit more and a little bit about uh, spiritual correction, but the Holy Ghost failed that night in that room, in my private audience with the Lord where I owned everything. And I would say, God, I want it. I don't know what, I don't can't explain it, but I want it. I want everything that you had. And if it means unwriting and undoing and rewrite everything that I thought I knew that I would listen. I'm like, I was like, Paul I said, look, I count it all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I count it all as dung. I count it all as loss. Everything that I had before, Man, I counted that as trash. I didn't want none of that. I wanted what God had. And my goodness, that Holy Ghost fell so hard. And all of a sudden, the Lord just began to, it was like he, it was like he re-educated my mouth in, in the art of speaking, forming words that were, you know, that, that my mouth nor, couldn't even do. It just was, I'm telling you, it was, it was nothing short of a miracle, absolutely incredible through and through. I'm telling you, listen, it don't matter who you are. You can't nobody tell me different. Nobody. This, see, I, it, it, no, I, I know where I was. And I, I, you listen, I know where I was. But I know where I am now in spite of where I was. And he took my, and listen, it just took my mouth on a roller coaster of re-education, so to speak. That's just, you know, that's just the way I'm kind of describing my, you know, my encounter with the Lord. And, and, and all of a sudden there were my mouth, I was mouthing these words, just the words formula, but no, no word, no sound to them. No sound to them. And all of a sudden, as I'm mouthing these words, I just felt a compelling in my spirit. And I know it was God almighty. It was almost if I could hear him just say, now speak. And all of a sudden, boom. I put my voice behind the words that I was mouthing, gave sound to those words. And all of a sudden, those words were different than anything that I had ever spoken. And because the natural mind, the Bible teaches, okay, does not understand the tongue, when my mind began to catch on to what was going on with my mouth. My mind for a split moment began to, uh, be, began to become alarmed. And my mind wanted to, to take over and shut down. But I was determined that I was going to have what God said I could have in the book of Acts. 
glory to God. I, I don't know. I listen, 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 listen. I, I hope that you I hope that that you that you understand when 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 I tell you that 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 there is nobody like our God. You know, I, I hope that you can see that that there are there are some things that God only God can do. I decided that I no no, I was going to have everything. So when my mind got reached that alarm state because it, was, it, it happens and your mind want to shut it down because you don't understand it, but you got to keep speaking. You got to put your voice to the words that come to your mind. However, God does, and it's different for different people the way, but all I can do is tell you how it how it how it happened for me. But 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 my goodness, I was gonna have all of it. I wanted all of it i'm telling you i listen some of y'all know acts chapter two you might think it's not for you but my goodness it is it is acts chapter two you better read verse 38 then peter said to them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the holy ghost I hope and listen and do please don't stop there. Please keep going. And look at verse 39. For their promise is unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yeah, it was for me. And it is for you. Glory to God. Glory. I, honestly, I don't even know how we got all off onto that really at this point, but it just seemed like a good time, good moment to, to testify. Listen, let God give you the Holy Ghost the way they got it in the Bible. That's how I got it. That's how I got it. I didn't listen, no, I didn't shake nobody's hand and I didn't bow my head, my head and raise my hand. No, didn't nobody give me no right hand of fellowship and didn't know none of that foolishness. None of that. No, I just did what I listen, I did, I followed the recipe. What's the recipe? Verse 38 of Acts chapter 2. Then said Peter unto them, repent. I repented. And be baptized, every one of you, listen, in the name of Jesus Christ. Not the titles of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. My goodness, uh, listen, I had already been baptized as a child. But I had no true understanding of the depth of what baptism meant and what I was really fully doing. So on that night when the Lord gave me the Holy Ghost, glory to God, when he gave me the, when he, listen, brothers, when he gave me the Holy Ghost that night. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Things changed. Glory to God. Things changed. And as soon as I was able. I wanted to be obedient to all of the scripture. So guess what? Although I received the whole, I had received the Holy Ghost, I had not been baptized the way the Bible said be baptized, which is in the name of Jesus. I was baptized in the titles and didn't have no understanding. But see, I understood then. But then, listen, I was, I was in, I was in understanding then. And 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 as soon as I was able at at, at the at a, listen, I was rebaptized, just as some of the brothers and sisters in the church before were done. 
Is that not what happened with John, with those who were, who, who came to, who, who were, who were, who were followers of God, but they, but, but, and, and believers in God, but they were first numbered among John's disciples. And then the apostles come in and like, you know, and all of a sudden Paul and they're, they're like, you know, you have, you received the Holy Ghost since you believe. And they're like, man, well, we ain't even heard of, you know, such thing as the Holy Ghost. What was all that about? And he's like, what well, into what were you baptized? Well, they're baptizing the John's baptism. No, then Paul man, that 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 apostle broke it down. Showed them the more excellent way, like with Apollos. <laughs> Glory to God. And what happened? They were all rebaptized. That was mine. So I got rebaptized as soon as I could in the name of Jesus. I wanted, I, listen, I am going, if I, I, I one thing, I, I came to a decision. And that decision was, was this. Whatever the word of God tells me to do. Whatever command God is giving in scripture and that command is, is plain. I have set myself to be of the mindset. I made a personal decision, in other words. That whatever the Bible says to do, if whatever the word tells me to do can be plainly done, I am going to do that. I am going to do it. If it if what the Bible says can to do can be plainly done the way that God tells me to do it. Now, let me explain this when I say that. Okay. I want to make sure that I do it right. So I'm not just going to just take it and because, you know, it's been done, you know, or, or because of said, and I'm just going to just do, I'm going, I'm going to do that. No, 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 no. Before I do it. So let me give some, some kind I'm going to, I check the word to see how it was done. Okay. How did the first church do? How did they implement this? When they were taught the word of God, when they were taught, they're given the instruction and they have the responsibility. Okay. Amen of overseeing as they were being overseen by God, but overseeing the church in its infancy. I had to go back to see how they did it. I don't just, now. Nah, so, so in other words, I don't pioneer you no know, my own chart. I don't say, oh, well, it says this, so I'm gonna do, no, no, no. I go back to the scripture and I make sure, I need to make sure that I'm in line with God. So I gotta go back to see the way it was done by the saints of old. Because they understood what the Lord intended and what he wanted them to do. They were responsible for setting the stage. So it's not for me to come and rewrite that. No, it's for me to come in, in parallel and in unity with that. So when I search, so, so if the word gives me instruction, okay, if it can be plainly done, so I'm going to add some context to it. I have set myself to do it in accordance with how the early children of God did it. If the, Listen, if they was baptized in Jesus' name, I won't be baptized in Jesus' name. If they received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, I want the same exact thing. When I pray for somebody to cast out a demon, I'm not getting ready to make, pioneer that. I'm going to do it the same way it was done in the word. Satan getting on my trail and trying to trying to bring me down. I'm not getting ready to fight that dude on my own in my own strength. I'm no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. Instead, we're gonna follow the pattern. It is written. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're gonna listen. If the word, if it can be plainly done, 
everything that can be plainly done, it's examples of it in the word being done by the, by the church. It's, it's examples of it. So I'm going to follow suit. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to pioneer anything else. I'm not going to do anything different. And I hope that you don't do anything different either. Amen. Amen. Like I said, I don't know how we got off on all of that, but you know, but you know, it, God, listen, it was a good opportunity. I don't get to tell my, um, part of my, my story at, you know, um, of what, you know, often, and, and you know what God gave me, gave me opportunity to tell you. So I hope that that blesses you and hope gives you some perspective. Maybe you're in that same spot where I was, you know, where, where, you understand this Holy ghost, where you come out of something totally different. You, you weren't always aware of how you didn't know, but you, but you got a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. And the Bible teaches that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Okay. But you kept pursuing God and seeing there's something about when you, when your hunger and your zeal keep, you know, you know, um, uh, prompts you to keep following God, God going to keep giving you he, it's like breadcrumbs you go keep putting a little crumb and you keep following like the little kid who pick up the little cheerios you know how it is and then and, and, and you put another one down and you're gonna get in and you keep following and god gonna keep he, he give you a little bit at a time for enough to handle but then he bring you into full truth glory to god he bring you into revelation john 17 17 sanctify them by thy word thy word is truth glory to god you know what i'm saying listen you know i i, I just i'm i'm telling you I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is just something else, you know, it, it really is, it really is something else, amen, amen, and, 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 and you know, and, 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 you know, and I will be remiss, because I don't want to, even, 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 even in, in my excitement, you know, I want to make sure that I give it to you, John 17, 17, the, 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 the way it's actually written, I want to make sure you got that word there, the way it, it says, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth, glory to God, glory to God, thy word is truth, I just, you, listen, all you need is what God said, and if you'll just take that, and if you'll be content with that, you're going to find that, guess what? Uh, you're not going to be, you ain't going to be missing nothing. You're going to, in fact, you're going to have everything that you need. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Remember that it's John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. You separate them, dedicate them. Thy word is truth. Amen. That's how God separates you. You understand? That's how God separates you. Now, there's many different ways to be separated, but not all ways to be separated is approved by, of God. Do you understand that? The way God do it, the way God wanted separation to occur is through his word because his word is true. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Nevertheless, um, Proverbs, we were, we were looking at Proverbs 15, um, 9 through uh, 9 and 10. And it said, the way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he that loveth but he, excuse me, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Let me read that again, this time, obviously, <laughs> without the, the hiccup. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Verse number 10. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that heareth, that hateth rather reproof shall die. 
Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Now, when we were last talking about this in lesson number three, we um, we got as far as as this, and we talked about abomination and all that kind of stuff, and we 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 learned um, some some things that are very important. Okay, as it as it pertains. Um, the the wording that was used there now we learned that when we talk about abomination okay really that miss that real word abomination really just means it's something that um really that causes um horror and disgust okay so it is it is of it is another in other words it's utterly revolting it is uh, it is it is as far utterly it's in every fiber it is with everything within it revolting or 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 disgusting well, that's, you know, there, listen, all sin is disgusting to God. You understand that? And all sin carries with it the death penalty. We talked about that for the wages of sin is death. Okay. We talked about, we talked about all of that, but I told you that, you know, but the Bible refers to um, different type, not it refers to sin in different ways. Okay. So all sin ultimately can, will, can, and will lead you to hell if you, if you die in it. Okay. But there's a different when you difference between, um, I, I'm for lack of a better put, I'm gonna play standard issue, uh, sins, um, and, and then abomination. So we'll just say non-abomination sins and abomination sin. Okay. Now, now, you know, God hate all sin. Okay, but when the Bible starts calling something an abomination, what the word of God is telling you is that this is something that God really, really, really extra crispy hates. Okay, so in other words, he hate all of it, but he really hate this or he really hates that. There are some things that God really, really hates. Take homosexuality, for example. Okay, now all sin can be forgiven. Absolutely. Even the sin of homosexuality. So a woman go off and decide she want to be, she going to leave the use of the man and she going to be with a, she going to be with another woman or a man decide he going to leave the use of the woman and he going to be with another man. And as the Bible started working that, which is unseemly doing what they ain't got no business doing, but, but nevertheless in there, you know, they, they, they were inflamed towards uh, another member of the same sex. And therefore they, 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 they get to carry it on in a manner um, that, you know, um, um, as, as a, as a, a as a husband and a wife would carry on but instead they're doing the same stuff just with the same you know with the same gender well you got to understand something okay god really hates that sin do you understand that that god and when and and the, and you gotta when, when god really hates something like well, well, well but 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 brother walker it all you know god hates all sin yes he does but you better be careful about the ones engaging in the ones that he really, 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 really hates, no matter what it is. You better be careful about that. Because when you engage in those types of things, those like, listen, if you really want God to be quick about getting on your case, then walk in abomination style sins. Man, I'm telling you, you're going to be messed up really quick. When you really start operating the stuff that God hate, nah, it don't take them long. Mm -mm. See, you because see, at that point, you're really getting on his nerves. You're already on his nerves with sin, but now you're really on his nerves. And you need to understand, he's really getting ready to get you off his nerves. 
God is going to respond. I'm going to tell you that right now, and I'm going to say it again. If you are walking in, listen, it, you know what I'm saying? If you are walking in sin, God's going to respond. But if you are walking in abomination style sin, God is getting ready to respond quick, fast, and in a hurry. You, 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 you listen, I'm telling you, I, I, I am telling you, be careful, be careful. Don't, don't, don't make it a habit of getting on God's nerves. Please don't, please don't, don't, don't be that person who's that bold to get on God's nerves. You don't want God to get short with you. <laughs> no, you, you don't want God to lose his cool with you. You don't want him to do that. You need the mercy of God. You need the patience of God. You need God to, look, when you're wrong, you need God to get to give you some space to, to, to get it right. But you start walking in that abomination stuff, man, I'm telling you, I've seen it. I don't watch it. Man, you will speed up the timetable. You, man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you will, man, it, it, it'll get bad, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Nevertheless, okay, the way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Now, when you follow righteousness, and this is really good, when you follow righteousness, number one, that is a good thing, and that's a desirable thing. That's what you that's what you want, okay? Righteousness means when we're talking about righteousness, we're talking about adhering, okay, to what is required according to a standard. So in other words, whatever the standard is of God, whatever God has deemed as acceptable, whatever God has deemed as this is what I'm going to allow, do, do, do you then it means that you it means that you are adhering to that. You're following what God wants because it's what he wants. You're adhering to his standard, okay? You're not trying to bring your own stuff or trying to make your stuff be greater than God's stuff or just as good. A lot of times people don't try to make their stuff be greater than God's stuff. They don't do that. But a lot of times what people do is they, they, they try to make their stuff be just as good as God's stuff. Or in other words, it becomes an acceptable alternative. But that's only an acceptable alternative, you know what I'm saying, in your darkened and wicked mind. That's not the way that it actually is. You have the one I've decided that it is acceptable, but God has not. That's still foolishness to him. That's still unrighteousness. That's still wickedness. Okay? But righteousness is when you adhere to God's way or what God, what the standard that God has put in place. So in other words, it's all that God has deemed right and acceptable, and you adhere to it. So God says, the word says that he loves the person that pursues, okay, follow it after. That means he continues, she continues to pursue the standard of God. That's what he's telling you right there when he says, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. He's saying God loves the man or the woman that makes doing the things that please God, their desire and their pursuit. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you pursuing 
the righteousness or what is acceptable to God? Does it mean something to you? Is it valuable to you? Glory to God. Correction, verse number 10, is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. Okay. And I told you forsaken meaning just abandoned. Okay. Just, just straight up abandoned. Correction. Okay. That that's the discipline of God is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way and he that hated reproof shall die. And I told you that this whole section here is really what that is really saying is, 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 is that what he's telling you is, is that, um, so first and foremost, you need to understand, because if we go back to our original, original, um, text, um, um, that we, that we kind of sprang from and what we're really kind of working from is Proverbs three eleven and 13 and Hebrews 12, five and 13. So just in case you're new, you, you're picking the lesson up in that with, with this here lesson four, then, then our, our base, base scripture that we're working from are Proverbs three, 13, uh, 11 through 13. In Hebrews 5, excuse me, Hebrews 12, 5 through 13. Um, Proverbs says, my son despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. In Hebrews, and that's the Hebrews, is, the, is a like comparable companion scripture because it covers the same thing, especially in the first two. And I'll just read that. Um, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every one, uh, every son whom he receiveth. And I told you scourgeth means to get a whooping. It means to get a spanking. It means to be, it, 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 uh, it, you hear what I'm telling you, okay? All right, now, 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 when we take this and we go back to Proverbs uh, 15 um, and verse number 10, correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. Now you understand when we talk about the way, okay, the way we're talking about the lifestyle, we're talking about the way, or uh, we're talking about a person's conduct or the way they have chosen to live. Okay. So when he says correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, okay, he's saying that correction is a problem. Okay. Grievous. Amen. Amen. Correction is, um, and that word grievous means severe. Okay. So they view the, they view God's correction of their life or their behavior. They, they, they deem it as being grievous or very severe or over the top and unnecessary. Okay. And he says, those that have forsaken the way, or those that have those who have chosen to abandon, okay, those who have chosen to abandon, what way is he talking about? Righteousness. Those who have chosen to abandon that which pleases God and substitute it for their own way of living, okay, to that person who has abandoned God's way, they don't see correction. The way they should. They don't see how God is trying to trying to keep them and protect them and get them back on track. They don't see it that way. All they see is, is that it's a problem and that it's severe and that I shouldn't have to deal with this. All they see it is as a nuisance and they never learn the lesson at all. And the Bible says that type of person, 
Okay. That person that hates reproof, hates that correction, says that person shall die. And he's, you got to be careful, brothers and sisters, because the word of God is telling you that, listen, there's a value in being able to see and understand the correction of God. Now, nobody wants to be corrected, but you ought to praise God when God's hands are still on you and he is correcting you. Do, do, do you hear what I'm telling you? You don't ever want to get to the place where God's correction no longer pursues you. What do you mean? God no longer corrects you. No, you don't want to do that. Because when God's correction, remember, we, we, just, we just talked about it in Proverbs 3, 11, 13, and Hebrews 12, um, 5 through, through 13. God only corrects those whom he loves. He corrects his sons. He corrects his children. Matter of fact, verse number seven of Hebrews 12 says this, if you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? What kind of dad would he be if, if you being his children, he didn't correct you? But if you lose sight of God being your father and you lose sight of the fact that God has your best interest in heart, well, then when you make a mistake and God has to correct you for your mistake, you're going to miss the point, ma'am. You're going to miss the point, sir. And you're going to look at it as an inconvenience to you. And you're going to miss your opportunity to be broken before the Lord and become humbled and repent before the Lord. And instead, you're going to, you're going to buck up and bow up. You're going to boss up and start acting like, how dare anybody do this? Why do I have to go through this? Why should I have to deal with this? You're dealing with it because of your sin. And God loved you enough to not try to leave you there. But I'm telling you, woe to that person that's lost sight of that. And it's when you walk away, it's when you rebel against God that you, you lose sight. I lose sight of God's intent of what he's doing with the tool of correction. I don't see it as, as I, don't, I don't see him trying to help me. All I can see and all I can feel is like God's trying to hurt me. Now, that ain't the case at all. That's not the case at all. Jeremiah 7, 27 and 28 says this, therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they will not hearken to thee. Thou shalt also call unto them, but they will not answer thee. God is setting, God is getting, getting Jeremiah ready, sending him to take his word, but he's prepping him because he knows that Jeremiah is getting ready to listen for as much as Jeremiah is getting ready to be obedient and take that word of God, you know, to, um, to the people, to folks who need the word, he's setting him up. God is setting him up and setting him. God is setting Jeremiah straight ahead of time. Why? So that Jeremiah don't get discouraged when he run up against those the people and discover that guess what? I got though you got you're delivering them the words that they need. You're giving them the truth that they, you know what I'm saying, that can save them. You're giving them everything that they have and you're in possession of all that they need in order to get right with God. But Jeremiah, I don't want you to be, listen, I don't want you to be hurt and I don't want you to be offended and I don't want you to be disappointed because you're getting ready to go and give it your all. You're getting ready to be selfless. You're getting ready to go and share the word of God 
with people that don't even realize that they need the word of God. But I want, but I'm, but Jeremiah, I need you to understand something. They're going to reject it. See, sometimes it's people, listen, sometimes people, you can already tell ahead of time that they ain't going to hear what you got to say when you got, and, and when what you have to say is the right thing and the thing that they need to hear. But I want to encourage somebody that when God give you a word to speak to somebody, you listen, you go on and speak that word. You go on and share what God give to you. And you do it without apology. My goodness, I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I got to the point. I've been, listen, I, listen, I ain't apologizing for the word of God. I know the word of God hurt. It hurt when it get on me. And it's going to hurt when it get on you. But that word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And it cut going, listen, going and coming. But there are some times where God, listen, will give me a word and give me a message and I got to go tell it. And I'm going to tell you, the flesh don't want to do it because the flesh already know that they ain't going to listen and they're going to be hard headed. and They're going to be they're going to rebel all the more. And I, sometimes I already know that's what they're going to do. But God didn't call me to worry about that. He didn't call me to get caught up on that. If I get caught up on all that kind of stuff, man, I never end up doing what the Lord assigned for me to do. But I'm responsible for taking that word and delivering that word and the same with you. When God give you a message, listen, some people ain't going to want to hear it, but tell them anyway. Don't worry about if they want to hear it, they're going to accept it. Most when you share the word of God and you telling people about what they need to do in the spirit of love or whatever else is, listen, man, they're not going to throw no party for you. You ain't gonna walk in a room and you got hors d'oeuvres set out for you. It ain't gonna be none of that. Some of them are gonna be downright rude and accuse you of being holier than thou and a bunch of other nonsense. But you gotta stand firm. You gotta know that God is with you. You got to deliver the word just the way he give it. Don't add to it. God don't need you to ad lib. Keep your creativity to yourself when it comes to the word of God. Just give it the way he gave it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Therefore, thou shalt speak all the words on these words to them. But they will not hearken. I mean, they ain't going to listen. Thou shalt also call unto them. You're gonna be trying to get you're gonna be trying to get people to listen to what he's telling them, but they will not answer. They're gonna ignore you. My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. They're gonna you're gonna be treated the way <laughs> you listen, you gonna you gonna go trying to knock on doors and 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 get on loudspeakers and announcements and all this kind of stuff. And you know, you're going to make it plain, you know, you're going to make it plain that you talking to folks, man, they're going to they straight up ignore you. They already know you. They already know you're getting ready to rain on their parade. They don't want to listen. They don't want to listen. And so the Lord prepared Jeremiah for that. But watch this. But thou shalt say unto them. In other words, watch this. He said, they ain't going to listen, but you're going to speak anyway. Listen, I want to I want to I, I, I want this to, to I hope this is encouraging to somebody. But your calling 
ain't based on people's reception. And you need to understand that. And it's time that you make some peace with that right now. Right now. Too many of us, too many of us base our service and what we do on the applause and the acceptance of the people. And the reason why is, is because, listen, too many of us have the mindset that our calling is directed only for those that are in the church. But the Bible says to go ye therefore into all the world. You're not ministering just to people who are in the church. You're trying to get people to be part of the church by being born again according to the scripture. You got to take the word beyond the walls. You got to be willing to speak the word to people who really just don't want to hear it. And they're going to let you know they don't want to hear it. But you got to do it anyway. He says, but thou shalt say unto them, this is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God nor receiveth what correction truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth notice he said i'm sending you with a word to tell them about their sin they're not gonna want to hear it but you're gonna tell them anyway that's what he did and look at what he said i sent you to a people that will not receive correction. Is they gonna, they, listen, they just not going to, they are just not at all going to receive it. They don't want it. They don't want it at all. It's just not going to accept it, but you still got to go anyway. Look at Proverbs chapter 30. And before I do that, let me say, don't listen. Are you part of the crowd that Jeremiah was sent to speak to? Are you one of the hard-headed? Are you one of the hard-hearted? Are you one of the stiff-necked? That you'd rather pretend that you don't have no problems and that you're not wrong. And you're willing to ignore the prophet of God, the messengers of God, the message of God sent to correct you from your foolishness. To pull you out of your unrighteousness, righteousness, your filth and perversion. God thought enough of you to rescue you. But are you that person who's in the middle of an ocean when your boat has sunk and here come the lifeguard throwing the donut and everything else out there and you slap it away? Is that you? Telling them to leave? You got this? All the while you in the middle? Don't be that person. Glory to God, don't even be, don't be that foolish that you would, that you would, Dare take this on on your own. Getting, take on the task of getting yourself right. That is why Jesus came. 
so you would not have to do all that heavy lifting. Don't, 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 don't. Don't do it. Proverbs 30, 11, 4 through 14 says this. There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. That means they're proud, they're arrogant. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among them. See, if you like that, Bob says there's a generation, I'm telling you this, that we are in that generation right now. We are in the midst of that very generation where these very mentalities, these very, ty these very types of people are out and in operation today. They curse their father and they don't bless their mother. They got no sense of family. Family don't mean anything to them. We live in amongst the generation. And some of them, if you're not careful, you're part of that generation. It's a generation that's pure in their own eyes. And they're not washed from their filthiness. See, as long as you think that you got this right all the when you sin it and God is sending a word of correction to try to get your attention and to bring you back in line because of, we already read the scripture, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. it. That's what he does. So I'm trying to correct you because he loves you. But as long as you're, you're listen, but as long as you good in your own eyes, as long as you're not, <laughs> air quotes, that bad, or as air quotes, bad as somebody else. You think that you okay, but you don't realize that you're not washed from your filthiness. You're still dirty. Yeah, I said it, you're still dirty. You're living dirty. You're walking dirty. You're talking dirty. Everything about you is filthy. Even on your best, it still ain't good. Because you're doing it on your own. You're pure in your own eyes. Do you remember Jesus had to tell those Pharisees, listen, because you say you have no sin, your sins remain. And I'm going to try to tell somebody, as long as you entertain in your mind that you are not that bad, that you haven't gone that far, that you, listen, that you can get this thing together, that you can put it all back together, that we, listen, as long as you keep yourself in the equation of part of the solution, let me tell you something, you're not going to be saved. You're not going to make it. See, you're not part of the equation of saving you. No, you're part of the equation of why you need to be saved. The recipe. For salvation. Mm. 
my goodness, it only got one ingredient. It's Jesus Christ. You living in a fantasy world where, where your own ability is part of what's going to save you. Listen, you ain't going to save yourself. You need Jesus to do that. And as long as you keep entertaining this, 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 this mixed up concept where you can't come to the Lord, you can't surrender, you can't do all that the Lord want, would, would have you do to get right until you get a few things right on your own or you listen or my goodness there is a generation pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness we are both among that generation and some of us we are part of that generation there's a generation oh how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up you proud you arrogant You going around talking about you a humble person. Stop lying. You're not a humble person because as long as you have the mindset, as long as I have the mindset that says that, guess what? You know what? I got to get myself right or I got to do this and I got to do that. Listen, I am proud and arrogant as the day is long. And if you doing the same thing, so are you. And we got to stop this. We got to walk away from that. We got to stop. So my mom says, standing in your own way. Got to move. Samuel, 1 Samuel 15, 23 puts it this way. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Saul was anointed to be the first king of Israel. But as the story would have it, and as the history will record it, this man would, de would derail and forsake and abandon God and substitute God's way for his own way. Began to serve God the way he wanted and do things the way he wanted and began to lie and scheme and connive, so to speak. Greed got him. He wanted more and more evidenced by his actions amen up until the point where here we are in first samuel 15 23 and now god's got to break bread through the through the prophet samuel and explain some things what is he explaining he explaining rebellion rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. You need to understand something about rebellion because that's a heavy thing. Because you understand witchcraft, it's sorcery and all the other kind of stuff. The Bible teaches that all is an abomination. I talked to you a little bit earlier about abominations. So when he says for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, you need to understand he's telling you that rebellion falls under the category of abomination because sorcery and witchcraft is deemed and has been deemed in scripture an abomination. And we are told to have no part of it. Is that for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion. Yeah, your refusal to accept authority is what that means. Is that rebellion? Amen. 
refuse to accept the way of God, the righteousness of God. You've refused to accept the rule of God. You reject his right to be king over you. You reject his right to make decisions for you. You, re you reject his right to have a plan for you. You say you king of yourself. You say you're going to pull your own self up by your bootstraps. You say you're going to live the way you want to live. You say you're going to take the life by the horns and you're going to do it your way. Man, your way about to take you straight to hell. You better wake up. I'm telling you, wake up. Wake up, ma'am. Wake up, sir. Rebellion, this refusal to cooperate with God is not winning you nothing. He says it's as the sin of witchcraft, which means that it's just likened unto witchcraft. It is a seducing and bewitching act that you can engage in that will pull you away from God. Says, Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. They've also rejected thee from being king. Saul decided he was going to do all that kind of stuff. And ultimately, you know what happened? Well, 1 Samuel 15, 23 makes it plain. See, it started with him rejecting God because that's what rebellion leads you to do. But he went too far and it ended with God rejecting him. Brothers and sisters, God's only going to talk to you for so long. One of the greatest things that you need to know about correction is, is that it is limited. Let me explain. God's not going to fight with you always trying to correct you. If you insist on doing wrong and living wrong, God's not going to keep fighting with you with, over that. Now he's doing, he, he loves you and he's trying to, and he's, he's trying to get your attention. But you can go so far to where the correction of God will stop pursuing you. You don't want that to happen. Because when the correction of God stops pursuing you, don't get it twisted. Don't think that the chase is over. No, <laughs> no, no. You see, when correction, chastisement of God no longer pursues you, when it stops chasing you, the chase doesn't end. You want to know why? Because God's wrath takes over where chastisement leaves off. You can go so far that the chastisement, the correction of God no longer pursues you. But be wary because when that happens, it means that wrath is going to take up the chase for the duration and you will not outrun wrath. You will not outrun the wrath of God. The right attitude when it comes to spiritual correction can be found in Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 23 and 24. But brothers and sisters, and it reads, O Lord, I know that the way of man, man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh 
to direct his steps. O Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. Brothers and sisters, I am going to end the lesson here. We will take up one more lesson, and I do believe five, lesson five will be the final one. And when we do, we will pick it up right here in Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 23 through 24. I pray that this bless, this word has been a blessing to you and that you uh, find a way to use it, not just for yourself, but for others. Share it. Don't, don't take it upon yourself to decide who, who should have a right to hear it. And, who, and no, just give it to everybody. Just give it to everybody. Everybody need it. But I pray that more that you will also take this word and apply it to your life. Brothers and sisters, again, thank you for listening. I am going to go ahead at this point, And we're going to go ahead and we're going to stop the recording. God bless you until next time. Wow.